Hey there, welcome to LSAT Demon Daily. I'm Ben Olson, that's Nathan Fox, together with the founders of LSATdemon.com and our weekly podcast, Thinking LSAT. Uh, yeah, this email from Angela. Yeah, so it turns out to be a whole like chain. I was going back and forth with Angela uh, okay. via email. I manage the uh, daily at LSATdemon.com email address. And uh, so Angela emailed in and I responded, but she said, Hey guys, I really enjoy the podcast and LSAT demon in general. I've been studying for the LSAT since the end of February, 2022, and my score has barely changed. I've taken three practice tests and I've gone from a 151 to a 152. Based on what Nate has said in the past, I know that three tests are not enough to determine If I've improved, however, I was planning on taking the June LSAT and have not signed up yet due to my low score slash slow progress. I've been working full time and was just recently approved for part time to focus on my studies. Given my low score, I do not think that taking the June LSAT will benefit me. Should I set a goal for taking it in August? Is that too far away? Will I burn out? Thank you in advance, Angela. I mean, let's start, Ben, with... Do you think she should take it in June? No. Clearly not. You're miles away from your goal. You've only done three practice tests. You haven't done enough work. You're not ready. So don't take June. Should she set a goal for taking it in August? I don't care about someone um, loosely setting a goal in the sense that they're like aware of when that test is. They're aware of when the registration deadline is for that test. And in the back of their mind, they're thinking, okay, there's a decent possibility that I might end up taking it. But um, like August is it? I I don't know. You have to be open to how you progress. Uh, Are you going to get to where you want to get? I mean, I could see Angela getting to like the mid 160s and being like, okay, great, based on her mindset right now. But hopefully by that time, she's thinking, hmm, mid 160s, I actually want to do a lot better and decide to keep going. So it's really a decision you have to make before the registration deadline, not months before. Yeah, we don't have a registration deadline yet for August, by the way. Uh, I think that's because LSAC considers that the new cycle, right? They reset the cycle before the August test, which feels kind of arbitrary, but anyway, I guess they have to reset Mm -hmm. it somewhere. So why not right around the time school starting? That's seems to be what they do. Um, so we don't know when the registration deadline is for August, but it'll be six weeks ahead. If -hmm. history is any guide, it'll be six weeks ahead of the August test. So it'll be like beginning of July, Probably and yep. June, maybe. And you should make the decision whether you're going to take the August test once you get to that deadline. And they haven't even sent out, you know, any announcement about registering for the August test. So you could set a loose goal of like, boy, I would like to take it in August. But the goal needs to be I'm prepping hard for the LSAT whenever I end up taking it. And maybe I'll take it in August. Of course, Law schools only care about your highest score, Angela. So you might need to take it also in September and beyond. You also might not be ready for August, in which case you're definitely taking it in September or beyond. And uh, you need to be planning for multiple attempts. Law schools only care about your highest score. Yeah. You know, before we read on, I want to talk about this one question she says. She says, will I burn out? Hmm. 
What does that make you think about Angela's mindset? It it makes me kind of think that she's already burning out like she's or she's all she's already not liking it. She's mm-hmm. not enjoying the process. She's not having fun with it. Yeah. She's probably thinking about it in a lot of wrong ways, which I get into later. I was excited to talk to you about this because I think that what we have here is once I go through the back and forth, well, we'll see what you think, but yeah, I think that she's actually been um, studying inefficiently, Mm, which is fun. No, it is not fun. I I don't think burnout has to happen. No, I don't think it does. Yeah. And this is what I wanted to get at is that I feel like if you're anticipating it, um, it's kind of, I just read this thing by uh, Clayton Christensen. Have you heard of him? He's like a kind of a well-published, um, business school professor who wrote like the innovators dilemma. But anyways, um, he has what he calls the hundred percent rule. And his idea is it's easier to commit to something a hundred percent than 98% because you're you're sort of like, (laughs) dude, I could vouch for that a million percent Mm. specifically. Well, I mean, not to get too real for everybody, but, um, I quit drinking recently. Yeah. I quit drinking seven months ago Yep. after trying to moderate my drinking for seven years mm. where it was like, I know I'm drinking an unhealthy amount. This can't be good for me in the long run. What am I doing? I wish I wasn't drinking this much and I would like try to cut back. And yeah. even if it was like, okay, 98%, you know, oh, I still do drink, but I'm yep. not going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to moderate it, you know, like, oh, well, I could have one beer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was really, really difficult. In fact, I failed. I mean, mm. I, I completely failed to moderate that mm. for forever. I just yeah. like, and uh, then when I, the only times that I was ever successful is mm-hmm. when I, didn't drink at all for some period of time. And then it was actually super easy. So I would be like, no, dry January. And I would do it with no problem. Yep. If I committed to it, if I decided I was doing it and I, you know, I had to have somebody else maybe to help me to like, okay, we're doing this. All right, we're doing it dry January. Yeah. Yeah. Or last year I did 90 days Yeah. because I knew I needed a break (laughs) and I quit for Mm -hmm. 90 days and it was not hard at all. It was like, no, I, yeah, I thought about it a lot. Yeah. crossed my mind a lot, but I didn't like want to do it. I was just like, no, cause I, that's, I'm not doing that. Yeah. And then once the 90 days was over and I tried to moderate again, impossible, not could yeah. not happen. Was never going to happen. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, and then seven months ago I quit again and I, I, I don't know. I feel like I quit now for real, for real. Cause I just don't like, I don't want that in my life. Yeah. I, I, I for sure don't want to be burned out on trying to moderate. Yeah. No, and I so, mean, and I think that's where that burnout partly comes from. When yeah. you're like partially committed, yeah. what you're really doing is you're committing to do something that you dislike for a short amount of time. And then you're, you're striving to get to that end, like to the finish line, right? Like, oh, okay. And then I'll be free. And then, you know, it's like you're constantly or what do do you do? You work for 60 hours a week for 20 years of your life because you you, want to save up enough so you can finally relax. It's like, okay, well, you know, 
half of this is just what's happening right now. Why, why are you always like working towards the future? And I feel like that's what Angela is doing here. It's like this necessary evil that she has to get through. And it's like, geez, I really wish, wish I could get through it by June, but maybe I'll have to get through it by August. And it's like, no, no, no. Stop thinking yeah. about it that way. Fully commit to, I'm going to just work on this until I get the best score I can get, however long that takes. And I'm gonna enjoy it. I'm gonna I'm gonna study in such a way that this is fun, and I see all the benefits. I mean, gosh, when you study for the LSAT, not only do you reduce your huge law school tuition debt, you also make yourself just like smarter, sharper, more. Um, you know, I can't think of a word, which is horrible, but <laughs> more effective with the English language. There are so many things that come from this. Like fully commit. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Decide that it's your life now. Decide that you're going to go to law school. You know, why, why are you doing this? Why are you even studying for the LSAT? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't get better. (laughs) (laughs) The LSAT is going to be the funnest part of this whole journey. Oh, the LSAT's way more fun than like law school. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. You, you need, you definitely need to embrace it and get, you got to just get good at it. If you get good at it, then you're going to realize that it's fun. Yeah. You should study for the LSAT until it's fun. We got an email today. It's not on any of our agendas, but we got an email today from a guy who got 177, still mm. does the logic games for fun and is yeah. wondering if he should retake the test to try to get higher <laughs> because he likes it because, yeah. you know, he got good at it. Yeah. And that's really what Angela should be focusing on rather than this focus on. Yeah, I think it's like the burnout is coming from the idea that it's a fixed like, oh, I thought I was going to have it over with. Mm hmm. Instead, you need to go more like me with drinking, which is just like, ain't no getting over it with it. I just like it's I'm not drinking today and I'm, I don't know, probably not drinking ever. It's who I am now. And so it's no longer a struggle. (laughs) It's no longer I'm halfway in and halfway out, which is draining. I hated, I hated moderating. I hated not drinking. Now yeah. I love not drinking because it's just like, well, that's me. I don't, yeah, I don't drink. I'm the guy that doesn't drink, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I don't. And it's so easy to not, yeah. but it was, it was so, so hard to like, sort of. Yeah. And I think that's Angela's thing here, right? She's like, sort of doing it. She certainly mm-hmm. was not 100%. Now that's not to say that she needs to quit her job or even go part-time. But she has to devote herself. She has to like just uh, surrender kind of to the uh, surrender to the idea that uh, we don't know how long this is going to take and could take a long ass time. And you just kind of got to put one foot in front of the other. Maybe maybe um, an analogy here would be start seeing yourself as a lifelong learner. So this isn't going to end when August comes around. You're just one of those people who like, I learn things and I master them. And then I go to the next challenge as opposed to, Oh, I got to get through this. I'm going to, I'm going to go dry for two months and then, you know, well, that's what a good lawyer, a good lawyer is going to be a lifelong learner. Yeah. Like you're not going to like learn everything and then just be a fucking wizard and only know your certain spells. Yeah. And never learn another one. It's like the no. law is always changing. <laughs> oh, my God. You're going to be like that's that's your thing. You're going to be like a student. You know, I want the word acolyte is into my hmm. mind. You're, you're going to be like a devotee of some area of law. Like yeah. 
you know, if you're the world's best corporate immigration lawyer, yeah, you're the best student of immigration law in the world. Yeah. That's how you stay the That's best. That's literally your job is to be a student of this area of the law. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it needs to be you just got to decide it's permanent. And also, Angela, it's not like it's just objectively too long, right? We have there's people who have studied for the LSAT successfully, like it took them three years to improve by 30 points. Sounds like a long time, but boy, their life is completely different. Yeah. They are they are different people. You are literally yeah. <laughs> talking to different people. It's like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. Who are you? Oh, oh their brain works much better. <laughs> yeah. You know, and they're going to just be rubbing shoulders with completely different people because of that 30 point LSAT improvement. Yeah. Anyway, I asked, so to get into the like nitty gritty of her studying, I asked, how have you been studying? And she said, during the work week, I've been drilling for about an hour a day and trying to do timed sections with review. I don't like that trying to do timed section. You're either doing them or you're not. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yep. Um, by the way, if you're drilling an hour every day, that's awesome. Like I, I don't know, maybe, maybe don't drill one day and do a time section instead. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know why you're drilling for an hour and trying to do time sections. That's, that's maybe too much because she, at the time she was working full time on Mm. the weekends. I do about two timed sections a day with review. Now that I'm writing this, I don't think I'm doing enough, but I see Ben shaking his head because why? I feel like you're doing too much. It's like, what you're, yeah. you're doing, you're doing a time section, you're reviewing, you're scoring in the one fifties. I would suspect that you do a time section and it's going to take you an hour to review it. Look, you're doing, you've just been given four games. How many did you actually do during that 35 minutes? Maybe you did two of them. Um, how did you do on them? Can you redo them? Watch the videos, pause, try yeah. to do it yourself. Like <laughs> you're, I feel like she's drilling for an hour a day and she's like, reviewing quickly and be like, Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, next, it, next. it becomes it's clear. Like, yeah. Right. So I said, well, wait a second now review with the demon or some other explanations or by yourself. Cause I wanted to get into, you know, it just sounds like, damn, you're doing an awful lot of review. If you're drilling, yeah. then that means yeah. you're missing questions, which entails review. And if you're doing sections, then you're certainly missing questions, which you say you're doing review. And if you're doing all that review and you're not improving, then my question is, well, let's talk about your review and listen to what she says. I use the demon in terms of drilling timed sections and practice tests. I review with myself first. And then if I get it wrong a second time and can't figure out why, then I use the demon for explanations. Jeez Louise. Well, if you're getting wrong the second time, you're really far off the mark. Well, and especially Ben, what if she gets it right the second time? That's the problem. That's like, that is (laughs) 95% of people, right? Like if you said, well, I'm going to eliminate one wrong answer here. What if you can't pick the answer you picked? (laughs) And then they go, oh, well, uh, this one. And it's like, that one turns out to be right. Oh, yeah. wow. A bunch of people just got 175. I wonder what happened. <laughs> but that doesn't mean you understand it. 
Yeah. Why is that the right answer? Why didn't you pick it the first time? Why is the wrong answer wrong? Why did you pick it the first time? How yeah. are you going to avoid making these mistakes next time? Those what about are the when she gets that yeah. you have to be asking yourself? So she's like shortcutting, right? She she thinks and I I feel for her because it's like she's, you know, clearly wants to follow our advice. But I, what I told her was, hey, you got to start looking at those explanations. Like you're yeah. not improving. You're spending all this time, but you're not you're not improving. Well, it's because this idea of like blind review. And then if you get it right. Oh, well, then, OK, I got it. Good. All right. I get it now. You yeah. don't get it. You just you just knew that the answer was not the one <laughs> answer that you had previously picked. And so now it's like, oh, yeah, I got that. And you think it's like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, it's it's just be- it's just a better fit. It's just, uh, you know, the one I picked is just not quite as good. No, the one you picked is wrong. It doesn't answer the question. Yep. The one you did pick is right. It answers the question. And so it's like for Angela, man, maybe let go of even doing time sections and time tests for a while. Maybe only drill. Yep. But like you need to genuinely confront your mistakes even when you get it right. I mean, how many people scoring 175 plus get it right and are like, yeah, but you know, I had some, a question about this other answer choice and I'm going to read that explanation and figure out 100% why that's wrong. Because I had some gaps. I've never really thought about this before, but this is an example of how blind review mm-hmm. could really lead people astray. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. I missed that question. So now I know I need to do it again and I'm going to do it without seeing the answer key, but Mm. I'm going to try to get it right. But you still know that you you're not going to pick the answer that you picked the first time. mm -hmm. So then you pick some other answer, then you get it right. And then you go, oh, well, you know, I got it right the second time through. So and you, you know, you you like half ass, like review it by yourself and you think you get it. You're like, well, oh, yeah, 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 okay, yeah. I got it the second time. I mean, that makes sense. Maybe no, let's it doesn't. look at this video of Ben Olsen explaining to you why the right answer is clearly right and why that wrong answer is clearly wrong. Because if you're not, you're just doing the question again. Oh, I got it right this time. Like, you need to get to the why. So in drilling, if people get the question wrong and they just and they click continue without reviewing the explanation it prompts them we don't have that in time sections though but it's kind of hard to implement that because people are jumping around in questions in review but maybe we need to look at that yeah and and you could you know just imagine if i were there imagine imagine me in your face going like hey can you tell me why that right answer is right (laughs) like can you convince me that the right answer is right the most skeptical person in the world. And can you also convince me why the wrong answer is wrong? Like, but it says this, that seems like it's a good answer for this question. Why, why, why is it not right? No, specifically. I mean, you just chose it it? 30 seconds ago. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And then if you can explain those, then I'm going to be like, okay, so now tell me why you picked this answer. Yes. There's the other level, right? There's not just the logic behind the test. There's like your process. What was wrong about your process that misled you? Now, what? Okay. And then this right answer, the one that you've explained to me now is clearly right. 
that was there, wasn't it? In the answer choice, <laughs> that was on the page when you did the question. Okay, so, but you didn't pick it. Okay, well, so, you know, it's like, you just have to sort of confront your own mortality in a way. It's like, or you confront your own imperfections. It's like, well, okay, I didn't pick it. Why did I not? Why? You know, the universal answer to that too is so common. It's like, oh, I should have read more carefully. Okay, great. How do you do that? <laughs> Yeah, Because you're not going to do anything different between now and the next question if you just say to yourself, oh, I got to read more carefully. Okay, what what exactly are you going to do to make that happen? And we've said a million times, you read the first sentence, not the argument, not the passage. That's where you start. Are you doing that? And that's like, yes. Okay, are you pausing? Yes, no. <laughs> Almost certainly the answer is no to these questions. I have great hope for Angela, uh, but she absolutely does need to go deeper. You know, she's like, she's so concerned with, well, I got to do my hour of drilling. Plus I got to do my time section. Plus I got to do my two time sections per day on the weekends. Plus I got to do full tests sometimes. And it's like, no, you need to understand one of your mistakes today, right now. Like you yep. need to, you need to really dig in there and figure it out. Because you're, you're, you're Angela, you're making the same mistake on every damn test. You're making the same, you're making the same 10 mistakes every single time you sit down to study. Uh, yep. Cause you're not learning enough in your reviewing. Cool. I think it's an easy fix. Yeah. Thanks for writing in email daily at lsatdemon.com. If you'd like to ask us a question or share some LSAT or law school admissions news. Thanks for listening. 